1: What's up, everyone? Our next guest joining us here on Nerdvember is an artist and comic book writer, a friend of ours, Christy Shin, the creator of Demon Bitch. Christy, how are you doing today?
2: Doing great. How about you?
1: Yeah, I think we're uh, doing pretty good. This uh, fundraiser for us has gone really well so far this month and hoping throughout the rest of uh, November to continue raising money for suicide prevention.
2: For sure. Oh, that's great. That's a wonderful cause for that. Yeah.
1: Um, so you've talked with me and Crimson before over on nerdy talk, but, um, for people that haven't listened to that or might be hearing your voice for the first time, can you kind of talk a little bit about demon bitch, how it got started and everything related to that?
2: Uh, yeah, what it is is that I just got involved with demon bitch. It's just because it started off as me, um, dealing with people that were not the greatest in the world. Um, there were kind of jerk offs and everything. Um, and, what I didn't really like is how people kind of help help or don't help people from doing the thing about, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and do this and that the other thing. Like they'll just say, oh, it's your fault or you are too nice or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I understand too nice. I understand certain things and certain foibles that people may have, but I've never been an advocate that you should always repay niceness with basically crapping in someone's face. I I think that I find that very personally offensive and it's not holding the person accountable and everybody's like, oh, oh, it's about being accountable. It's not, it's like, it's not really holding people accountable. It's just, you're not facing up to your bullies. So, and I think that I find that to be a kind of a complete lack of character on that. So my personal thing is is that for me, I never liked that. It's one thing like, yeah, you live and you learn, but you don't want to go and be that person to just, you know, crap on a person just to crap on them. You get what I mean? So what ended up happening is is that, um, and also like when people go around saying, I have trauma, I have trauma, it's like, Well, you probably have friends that were not very nice and would tell you things like, well, I'm glad I'm not involved. And it's like, we never asked you to get involved. We just told you, hey, you know, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. So you're aware of the situation. So um, for me, I'm at this point now where it's like it's calling out behavior like that. But I don't want to do it in a way that's like in the sense bullying or just wanting to do a witch hunt. But it's more of like this is not acceptable behavior. So that's why I did Demon Bitch. That's why I did Personal Monsters because I would see this and people would excuse it by blaming the victim, which I think is kind of funny. And then, um, or they just say like, not very helpful things like, oh, well, you were just too gullible or you were just too nice. And these are the very same people that turn around and say, why are people assholes? Right. Well, yeah. And so I never was an advocate. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have done that. Or here are these red flags. But for the most part, people just want to trust And I don't think it's anything bad to want to trust. I think that's like a basic component, and need of human nature. But, you know, when you start abusing that, that's not okay. So that's what I want to call out. It's like, I didn't like to be told, oh, just go the higher path where the higher ground or higher path would be like, oh, well, that means you just take it all in and never deal with it. And it's like, there are ways to deal with it that are moral and that are, Actually, on the higher ground, like, you do legal, you do moral, you do, like, vocal expression of anger, you know, or vo- like calm the expression of anger. I mean, obviously, you don't want to go over to the person's house to have a confrontation and the cops get called and things are bad. Like, that's the stupid way to do it. So whatever your situation is, it's like you... Go and obtain your justice. How you need to do that, but you don't do it by just say, just taking it and just saying, "Oh well, um, I just got screwed over." Oh well, I I never was a I never was a fan of that.
0: Yeah, I love having you on, and just talking with us because you preach like the gospel truth that like a lot of people need to hear, and I love it.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's it just I don't think that's okay. Like. You're not a good person by whatever politics or whatever things you subscribe to. I actually find that quite superficial. Like, how do you treat other people? Like, I've had people that say, I'm for women and all that, and they're the worst abusers I've ever seen. They treat women like crap. You know, it's literally like, I'm not saying if you say, well, I believe in this and that, the other thing, that alone does not make you a bad person. But when you make it sort of a a thing where you're doing, I guess what they say, virtue signaling. That is something that I can't really support or subscribe to. It's kind of like a person going around saying, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Yeah. like No, you're not. You're an asshole. Yeah. Like yeah just because you say a you're a good person.
0: Like, just or but uh, yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. yeah. Just because you say it doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. I can walk outside yeah. right now and say, I'm hot as hell. And it's like fucking 30 degrees outside or something like Oh no, you're hot, bro. I mean, okay, thank you, but you get what I mean,
2: (laughs) right? Right. So it's just like one of those things, or it's like you know, let's say, and I'm not crapping on Christians, but people will have this complaint. But I think it's like with any person that follows any sort of religious belief or anything, it's like, well, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a good Christian. I'm a good Christian. I'm a good Christian. Okay, you know, you don't go around saying that, you know, like I'm, you know, it's just like you're a good person or you're not. Mm -hmm. You know, you follow the tenets of your religion or not, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about this public displays of religiosity or anything. I'm just talking about, you know, you going around making yourself a better person than anyone else because of that. And I've never liked that. And that can range from people that are pagan to atheists to any sort of organized religion. Um, And again, hubris and um, arrogance um, are pretty hubris and arrogance can go pretty much straightforward everywhere throughout any spectrum that's why it's like i don't focus on certain things in one particular religion political spectrum or whatever because i see it everywhere and that doesn't protect you from being an asshole personally
0: (laughs) (laughs) i want i want that like as a sticker or something doesn't protect from being an asshole that's incredible
2: yeah yeah it's just like sometimes i look at that crap and i just really despise it personally it's just I've never been in agreement with it just because you say and do all the things that sound right to everybody else, but you're nothing like that. I don't care. It's in your actions and deeds and how you talk, not what you say, but how you say it. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Very
0: true. I agree completely. Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: so obviously I know when you talked with uh, Frenchie and I back on nerdy talk, you mentioned something about there was a girl who was kind of an ass to you and that was kind of a little bit of inspiration for uh, Demon Bitch. Uh, did you want to maybe talk in, like, a little bit more into that and kind of like how maybe it's like, like how that moment impacted the rest of your life?
2: Well, I think it was the same type of woman that had followed me for the, for a lot of my life. And before anybody says, well, how come you're friends with people like that? Well, you know, I mean, sometimes like there's some, you know, like you can be like raised by somebody like that to, you don't know how dysfunctional that is until it happens. And you don't know until you see a pattern in your life and you realize it later on. But the thing is, is either way, it doesn't make it okay for that person to be an asshole to you. Okay. Number one. Number two, taking responsibility is not necessarily blaming yourself. And I think the problem is is why people are not, you know, encouraged to change is that taking responsibility and being blamed for it is two completely different things. I I really think so. And number two, it's weird because we have this love-hate with abusership where we kind of gaslight the person that is being abused or is being wronged. And whenever they fight back on a certain level, and again, within reason, um, like if they say, well, what did I do to you? They're immediately considered a piece of shit, or they're getting – or they're kind of jumped on because of this weird status quo that the bully has set up. And it's not like stereotypically, oh, just white men. I mean I've seen it with all sorts of people, including women with each other. Oh, it's pretty bad, the gaslighting. It's like with – certain things of like abuse towards women, it's hilarious because it's like, I'm not saying everybody's for it, uh, being abusive towards women. I, I really don't. And I don't view that everybody in the world thinks about, I'm going to go and abuse a woman today or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we consciously, pretty much 99.9% of the general population are not sociopaths or psychopaths on that. But um, what I don't like is that they they don't really understand the pattern of abuse a gaslighting is meant yes it is the responsibility of the person that is abused to get away but the thing is that the abuser will rip them down from being disempowered to make that decision um number two you have to kind of look at their friends and family it's not necessarily the stereotypical oh well you're just being hit whatever you know that's okay no they'll just kind of minimize it like well you know i'm glad i'm not involved And I'm not saying you should involve everybody in your shit. That is not what I'm saying. But um, I would say that a lot of people who do that, they tend to minimize it. And I'm not saying hype it up and make it crazy, but it's like this needs to be understood that that's not very useful when you do that to a person. Yeah. Because they're already coming from a disempowered state.
0: Right. That makes sense. Yeah, and instead of doing that, they could... Like, they don't have to get in the middle of the situation, but they might be able to maybe just give a a shoulder to cry on or lead to some type of help in some way.
2: Or sometimes it's just like, maybe it's also non-reactivity. Now, you might think that might be the same as not caring, but non-reactivity is like when you're looking for a, a person that has gone through that. Literally, they are triggered or people multiply trigger them or they're being controlled by being emotionally hyped up and let down bashed about and manipulated the best thing sometimes to do is like okay I hear you I understand or something so you let them know in a very neutral way that you are hearing them and I think that's fine I think that's good because that's the first step for that person to open up but you also show compassion, like, I'm sorry that happened to you, you know. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to go through extremes of emotion or whatnot or blah, blah, blah. I Because the thing is is that they think another way is like, oh, go get a self-esteem and just do that. Or, you know, oh, my God, oh, my God. And you cannot jump on them because they've already been jumped on a lot, you know, emotionally by their abuser. And I'm not saying that person is an abuser, but that will trigger them. So the best thing to do is, is just with a person that's abused, you kind of have to let them play through it, but know when to kind of not play into it. If that's what I mean, like they have to express it, but they can't, they can't just go and, um, we can't just go and kind of jump on them. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean.
2: Yeah. I mean, you might feel like you're the knight in shining armor, but I'm telling you in order to be the most protective, be the most neutral and not the most emotionally reactive to the situation. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, you need to go and listen to it and be calm, but saying dismissive things like, well, I'm glad I'm not involved. It's like, No one asks you to get fucking involved. They just want to talk to you. Exactly. And even if they did, you know, that's just like, okay, you don't have to do anything else.
1: Right. right. Um, So, Christy, I did want, for these guys that haven't uh, had experience with you talking about Demon Bitch before, is it right if I read the synopsis from your Amazon page about it?
2: Sure, sure.
1: Okay. Because this, when, so I met Christy through a, uh, I don't know if you guys remember um, Mark from Dad's Anime Stash. Mm-hmm. He has another podcast called The Fandom Effect. Christy and I were on an episode together and she talked about her Kickstarter. And this is hilarious to me. So I just wanted to read this guy to you guys about Demon Bitch. I showed you guys the artwork, it's yeah. incredible. Um, but Demon Bitch is a low level meatbag of a she demon that comes from the 13th pit in hell where people throw their dog shit in gum wrappers. She wants to bring the second coming of Armageddon on Earth, but the first one never happened. But she is dumb and never got the memo. Now you get to laugh and laugh at her and her stupid friends because they're based on people I hate. If you think it's about you, then you probably shouldn't do shitty things anymore than because you're not special. (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. And Oh, yeah. Five books in the series, correct? Yeah. Yes. And then, yes, there's
2: five. Uh, actually, I think six, because I did do a kid's book. But through my Amazon, the thing is that they'll just get a direct copy of the book. They won't be have it signed. But if you go through my website, which I do advocate you do, you can actually get that uh, get a copy of the signed book and then some, because I have like other merchandise and everything available to sell.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the kid's book. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's also something I absolutely love. Is that I know you've had experiences with kids at different conventions, and that uh, you've had some really cool fun some really cool things happen and some fun with it.
2: Yeah, uh, what it was is that um, so Demon B meets Mr F word is about Demon Bitch, where she um, basically it's essentially like Mr F word. You can't say the F word, you know. Back in the day, we would get our mouths smacked or whatever, or our our, our mouths washed off with soap and water, slapped if we said the F word or said anything. So what ended up happening was is that we ended up um so it's like we called it the F word. So Mr. F word is walking around, he's really sad because he can't, you know, be he can't do or say anything. That would be anything. He's really depressed about it. Da 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 da. So what ended up happening was he um so he wants to find out how he can say his name. So it's the importance of your name and identity. But the thing is with demon bitch, it's sort of like the people, the person with you that kind of helps you really doesn't help you, but they're, they're just there for kind of that purpose. But even then sometimes she's just a bad person that just wants to get things how she wants. So what ended up happening was the reason why I did that book was, is that for some reason I was at a con and, you know, I have a title demon bitch. Okay. That's, you know, pretty obvious. So demon bitch, So parents would come up to me, and they'd say, Hey, um, here's Demon Bitch, blah, blah, blah. And they would turn to their kids and say, You want to take a look? And I thought they would just look at it, but they actually would put the book down and have their single-digit kids read it. Mm. And they said, "Well, how you could be a comic artist like her. So I said, Okay, well, let me go and apply to a couple all-ages shows and see how that is. And... what ended up happening was is that um, I got accepted. Some of them did express a little bit of trepidation because I, they were going like, "Well, we're not sure because it says bitch," but nobody cared. And what ended up happening was is that they ended up uh, they ended up coming back to me saying, "Oh, you were so great. You were so cool. We'll have you back again." And I didn't need to really censor too much of anything or whatever. And now I decided to make a kids' book about it, which is really funny. love that yeah
0: that's quite a journey to go through for all that like holy shit
2: yeah it was like a weird journey it's kind of like i don't try to jump into it with expectation because you never know how it is i mean i'll obviously focus on what you want but i i as your end goal but at the same time how you get there i wouldn't fixate on it too much because people say how do you get into comics how do you do this it's like I can tell you some things, but really seriously, it is a consistently persistent piece of work. You have to persist, 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 persist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like you are, you're, um, it's not like I'm trying to be foolhardy, but it's just more of like, you have to persist. It's kind of crazy that way. And you have to kind of persist, even if, Something may not look like what you want, but you just keep doing that. You just keep focusing on what you want. If you need to do something or redirect, you redirect. But I don't think giving up on something is really like a bad thing at all.
0: I agree.
2: Like, I don't think it's like a – I think people give up a little too easily on things because they expect certain things to happen. And they say, well, you know, if you do the same shit, it's bad, but they don't understand there's certain certain things that they need to do to um, – get stuff taken care of. Like, you know, like maybe they need to adjust something in themselves or maybe they need to adjust like a little thing of how they're doing to get what they want.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. Anyone? This is always just one of my favorite things is that she talks so much about life. We talked about things like such as identity as a person, gender identity and stuff like that. That's why I thought this interview was absolutely perfect for this fundraiser. And Christian, i love all the things that you talked about every time we get a chance to speak with you yeah I agree
2: yeah Yeah, I I think it's like I think in some ways um, people kind of are very too dismissive about a lot of things rather than looking at or give up on things because they may have quote unquote failed without really looking at what exactly happened right yeah Mm -hmm. but I mean there's a lot of things and I'm not saying you have to be perfect to get what you want it's just like you need, I think it's like I've, because I've done the, some of the stuff that, some of the examples to like get to the places where I'm at. And really it is changing a lot about yourself as really your own self-concept and your own like self. Like you actually, I'm not saying like if your house is burning down. Just say, oh, just change yourself. You know, I mean, yeah, definitely deal with a reality and accept it. But what I've been taught is accept, accepting something is not necessarily like, oh, this is how it's going to be for the rest of my life. Accepting is like okay, this is what's happening right now, but that's always going to change. But as long as you know what's going on in front of you, you can always change that. But it is hard sometimes because sometimes emotionally, your, you know, certain things do trigger you, things like that. It it just you have to work past it, even when it looks like shit. Like um, when I had my pancreatic tumor, there was a high chance that I looked like I was going to die or I had an advanced stage of cancer. And it turned out it was a 3 to 5% where it was a precancerous um, situation. And just with a yeah. op- simple op- – well, not a s- totally simple operation, but an operation, I got rid of it. Now I don't have can- – and now I don't have any chance of cancer in that department right there. That's, That's
0: awesome. awesome. Jinx. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Talk- I like talking about like, – I like talking about this with you because it seems so therapeutic. Because it seems like you've obviously had – a lot of experience with just horrible people like from your past and you've learned to grow from it and it's nice hearing you know that kind of stuff because then you know you're ultimately again it's like you're spreading the gospel truth like it's something that everybody needs to hear at least once in their life and then to like kind of fully understand and I just I love it
2: Mm -hmm. thank you I appreciate it yeah, it's just you know, as I said, it's one of those things that you have to um, you have to learn. But I think how we're taught to learn is not really learning; it's just blaming ourselves, which I don't really think that's a good thing. I'm not saying if you're if you have remorse or anything that's bad or guilt. We're all human, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like we're not really taught to grow past things. I've noticed sometimes, and mm-hmm. I, I really kind of find that to be not really good. Or we don't know really how to forgive people. Like, forgiving people can be the puppy dogs and all they're like, oh, yeah, I forgive you with love and everything, and sometimes it's just to, you know, I don't give a shit if you get hit by a car in front of me. I just don't care about you. Right. Mm-hmm. But, again, you know, I mean, you just kind of have to keep focusing on what you want, even though if it seems impossible. And I think I get it where it's like they're going like, you know, you have to focus on the end goal, because focusing on the how, like, I mean, I never would have thought, with the pancreatic tumor how that would have unfolded for the most part i thought i was kind of fucked for the first bit when i first heard the news but that's just about it but then it just kind of evolved into something else you know which is good you know yeah but again i wasn't married to how it was going to unfold basically
0: right and we're doing good thing that that was all taken care of and you were able to continue moving on and do what you wanted to do and give us demon bitch and give us demon (laughs) bitch
1: exactly
0: right Uh.
1: so obviously one of the things we always love having you do is where can people find information i know you just had your kickstarter you want to talk a little bit about that and where people can find more information about demon bitch
2: uh, Demon Bitch, I'll be able to, you can go on com or my link tree for Horror Studios, and that's where you can find links, my direct links to my shop where you can get autographed copies of the book and other merchandise about her. Uh, number two, you can also, um, also that's a way to my direct thing of my social media that's linked to each other, and you know, just general updates and appearances that you can see where I'll be at. Uh, I know I'll be at Portland, Oregon in the, at Fan Expo Portland, Oregon. So that'll be I think on the 12th to the sorry, what is it? Let me look at the dates real quick before. I, it's the 12th to the 14th. But yeah. That's pretty good.
1: Nice. And then how did your Kickstarter end up going? I know last time we talked you were in the middle of it last month, but uh it seemed like you had a lot of success with it this time around as well.
2: Yes, yes I was. Okay. yeah it was uh per- pretty good um so it's been pretty nice about that so i like that as well so that's very good about that
0: oh, yeah, yeah I'm, uh-huh. I'm looking at all the different kickstarters for theme mission yeah they've all, i'm glad that they've all been successful and were able to go above and beyond the uh um the uh goal where it shows that there's people out there that are like, this is something that needs to be done.
2: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, just in our last couple of minutes, can you, I always love to hear, can you tell the story about Shitbird and how the I Am Shitbird pin came about?
2: Oh, yeah. What it was is that Shipbird was also based off of personality um, traits of other women that I've dealt with that were terrible. Um, there was one person that, did actually go out of their way to say they were shipbird. I'm not going to say their name because it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So she was like going like I am shipbird. This person was going I am shipbird and started screaming about it and screaming about it and screaming about it. And then finally everybody just started laughing at her. They're like going, dude, so you want to go and so you want to admit you're a piece of shit, so you're that's, a piece of shit, that's amazing. and they were all laughing at her, so that's what ended up happening, so I decided to make a pin called I am shipperd it's like, okay, do you want to be like a piece of shit, like I am demon bitch, this is ridiculous too, yeah. so <laughs> there you go, oh, yeah.
0: that's awesome, I love everything about that, <laughs> I do
2: too, yeah, yeah, it's just like, why do you guys want, it's like, I've had people like come at me and say, you drew me or somebody else or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how do I know this person? I don't even know this friggin' person. <laughs> why are you being ridiculous?
0: Yeah. It's like, I don't know why are you, why you, Why? I've had those moments several times, especially working at like a gas station back when I worked at Casey's and had those people I was just like out of left field. I'm like, I don't know how, like, I don't know how you want me to respond to this. I don't know what you're right. what you're expecting, what you're thinking is going to happen.
2: Yeah, it's like, you're really dumb. Like, I don't <laughs> understand where this is coming from. <laughs> it's so like, what, they start the crying and whining about it. Yeah. It's like, why are you owning that you're this person? This is ridiculous, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: Did, did you pay attention to the character that I wrote that you're associating yourself with?
2: Because <laughs> if you didn't,
0: reread it again. Like... <laughs>
2: Right, just... If you're saying this is you, there, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Maybe yeah.
0: like maybe maybe get maybe evaluate some of the choices you may have made before and just figure out how you got there. Right. Right. There
1: you go. Exactly. Right. Any other... no. Gris, anything else you want to plug or uh, more information people should know?
2: Uh, that should be it. Like, I'll be putting up the book score sale, um, for pre-order, um, I've just ordered them through my website of ten fifteen shortly, either today or tomorrow. The only thing is is that I would rec- The only thing is that I do have to fill, fulfill my Kickstarter uh, obligations first, so they will be getting the thing of the copy of the book first. But you can pre-order it, and I will get that to you. Probably in the next two or three weeks. It depends because um, the book should be coming to me at the end. The same thing with um, uh, Demon be to Mr. F-Word. I would say that will be coming to the end of <coughs> this month. So it'll probably take me a week or two overall to start shipping out the orders, depending. Um, again, there's some people that ordered other stuff in addition to the book. So um, it depends on their orders. But just I do have to fulfill the Kickstarter orders first. But yeah. I, you can pre-order the book and I'll get back to you at least in the next few weeks. At least. Hell yeah.
0: Well, thanks for coming on. It was awesome talking to you again.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: And hope everything goes uh, well with the upcoming you know, delivery of books and everything. And hopefully okay. we get to have another chance to talk to you soon.
2: All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, I do too. Thank you again.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye. You. Okay. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join
0: us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.